You're listening to one of the sermons preached from Shalom Baptist Chapel, recorded at one of our worship services. All of us go through storms in life. Right? Anybody disagree? Raise your hand now. Okay, I saw one hand. Ah, oh, you must be really blessed by the Lord. Okay, but all of us go through storms in life. Not every time, of course, but we do go through storms of different kinds. Not, not this kind of storm, okay, but different kinds of storms in life. And I think we, would be, uh, we can safely say that all of us are going through the same storm today. The storm called the COVID-19, right? And here's the truth. And that is this, we may all go through the same storm, but not every one of us may personally experience the presence and the power of Jesus in the storm. This is true. This is true, and that is why some of us grow while others don't. When we go through the storm. This is true. And that is why some Christians become so discouraged, depressed, and distressed. To the point that some of them, along the way, they give up hope in life. And if not careful, they end up giving up their faith in God. And they drift away from the Lord. So take note of this truth as we begin to hear what God has installed for us today. We may all go through the same storm in life, but not every one of us may experience, personally experience, not any, every one of us may personally experience the presence and the power of Jesus in the storm. And that is exactly what we will see in the scripture text for today, which God has spoken to me to speak to all of us today. Sister Tia Tia just now has read the scripture passage for us today, which is Matthew chapter 14, verse 22 through 23. 33. All right, some of you are listening. Good. Okay. I, I, I heard a whisper. 33. That's right. And from this passage, we saw just now that all the disciples in the boat faced the same storm, right? But not everyone personally experienced the glorious presence and the power of Jesus in the storm. In fact, only one of them did, right? And I'd like to... Uh, Ask this question, why is that the case? Why is that the case? Why all of them experience the same storm, but only one of them personally experienced the glorious presence, the reality of the power of Jesus in the storm? Why is that the case? And what's the message for all of us today? And that's what I'd like to share with all of us this morning. And I'd like to submit to you 
that the reason why although all of them faced or went through the same storm, but only one of them personally experienced the presence and the power of Jesus is simply because of this. Peter stepped out of the boat while the other disciples stayed in the boat. That's the reason. Uh, look with me in our text today, especially in verse 27 to verse 29. This is what it says, remember? But Jesus immediately said to them, right, because they were terrified, they thought it's a ghost. Jesus said, take courage, it is I. Don't be afraid. And then Peter said, right, Lord, if it is you, uh, please tell me to come to you on the water. And Jesus said, yes, it is, it is I. Come, Peter, come. And then the text tells us, Peter got down out of the boat. And that's why he walked on water and came toward Jesus. Peter stepped out of the boat. You need to step out of the boat to experience the presence, the reality of the power of Jesus in the storm. Question, what enabled Peter to step out of the boat? What enabled Peter to do this crazy thing, to step out of the boat? When you are in a storm, when you are in a boat, when you are in a ship, and there's a storm, you stay put. But what made Peter step out of the boat? And I'd like to submit to you, the answer is simply faith. The answer is faith. Faith got Peter out of the boat. But then let me ask you this question. What is faith? I know I'm talking to all the Christians here. But brothers, sisters, do you really know what faith is? Let me submit to you. Whoa! All right. Luther's supposed to give the turn, but then he gave something else. But let me submit to you what faith is. Faith is simply this. Faith is hearing, believing, and doing. Faith is hearing, believing, and doing. Now, Peter hears the voice of Jesus, right? Jesus said, it is I, don't be afraid. And Peter said, if it is you, you know, and Jesus said, yeah, come. Peter hears the voice of Jesus. And that is the first step that builds your faith. Oh, remember, Hebrews tells us, faith comes by what? Anyone? Faith comes by? Hearing, that's right. But not anything and everything. There is a specific hearing. And what is that? The Word of God. So faith comes by hearing, but a specific kind of hearing, specific thing toward a specific thing. And that's the word of God. Peter hears the voice of Jesus. And that's how we faith, we build our faith. And that is why, my brothers and sisters, let me submit to you again the importance of anchoring our word, anchoring our life in the scripture. 
That is why it is important. It is not a ritual for Christians to read the Bible. It is not like marking attendance every day, like, Lord, I read my Bible. Who I'm going to be blessed. No. We read the Bible every day because we need to build faith. And faith comes by hearing. And that's why we want to read the words so that we can hear the words. Hear the words of Jesus coming alive in, into our lives. And that's why we read. And God willing, take note of this. First week, first Sunday of Feb, I will come and speak to you a word in season with regards to anchoring our life in the word of God. But for now, you must understand that faith is about hearing the word of God. And that is why it is also important for all of us to come together in this manner, whether physically or online, for those of you who are not able to because of physical condition or whatever circumstance. Through the songs, through the prayers, and especially through the preaching of his word, I must tell you again, whatever we preach here from the pulpit, it's not something from our own idea. We preach the word of God. Any idea that we share from the pulpit is what we derive from the scriptures. And may I impress upon your heart, every single one of you, don't miss Sunday. Don't miss the messages that have been preached every week. May I tell you why? It is simply because of this. Especially from the pastoral staff as we preach to you, when we prepare from the scripture, we prepare all of you in mind. And so whatever message that God deposits in our heart is in picture of you that means to say whatever we say standing here is for you God gives us something some burden for you why because we know you you are our members you are our people we know you some of you we know you so personally some of you, we may not know you that personally, but we know you to a certain extent how you are doing. And so when we pray and prepare the messages, we have some of you in our mind. And that is why for what, for unavoidable circumstances, yes, I understand sometimes we are not able to attend and worship on Sunday. When that is the case, please, please make sure. By God's grace, now we are providing the recording of the messages. Please make time and prayerfully listen. Hear the messages preached on Sunday. Because you never know. On some Sundays, it might be particularly message for you, for your circumstances, for your so, and so I want to really impress upon your heart, therefore, faith is hearing. And so read the scriptures on a daily basis. And don't miss messages on Sunday, particularly from Shalom. You are Shalom family. 
we preach based on what is going on here being deposited by God through the scripture. Faith is not just hearing, but faith is also believing. Peter, Peter hears the voice of Jesus, right? And Peter, Jesus said, come, and, and, and Peter believed it was Jesus. When Jesus said, it is I, Peter believed that it was Jesus. And that's why Peter said what? Lord, if it is you, ask me to come to, to you on water. Peter believed. I mean, you can hear everything and anything about Jesus from the scriptures, but until and unless you believe, it's going to go nowhere. Many people out in the world believe Jesus. Because they read the scripture. They believe, uh, sorry, they hear about Jesus from the scriptures, but they don't necessarily believe. They don't necessarily believe as believe in Jesus as he claims. And so we need to believe, but the most important thing, may I submit to you, is doing. Peter hears and Peter believes and finally Peter obeys the command of Jesus. Jesus said, come, and Peter obeyed. Can I submit to you, if you ever find it difficult, well, faith, I don't know, different people have different definitions, but there is one definition, one word definition of what faith is. When we talk about Christian faith, is this, faith simply means obedience. He obeyed the words of Jesus. And he did some crazy stuff, right? And that means, my brothers and sisters, can I tell you, for some of you, faith means that you have to do something crazy. Faith means some, sometimes you will be asked to do something that may not make sense. Faith means sometimes you have to stop doing something that you like. Faith means you have to start some, doing something that actually you don't like. Faith means sometimes you do something that people may be offended. But that's what faith is. Faith is hearing the words of Jesus, believing in what Jesus says, and just going out and doing it, obeying it. That kind of faith. Now, I know it sounds crazy, but do you see from this passage, that kind of faith unleashes the supernatural? That kind of faith allowed Peter to walk on water. To experience the supernatural. Because of that faith, Peter stepped out of the boat. And because Peter stepped out of the boat, he experienced what Jesus can do in the storm. In contrary, the other disciples didn't experience what Peter did, right? And what is the reason for that? Very simple, right? Because they what? They chose to stay in the boat, right? Because they stayed in the boat. Now, I don't know. Maybe, you know, for those of you who are long-time Christians and you like to listen to other messages, you might have message, you have you might have listened to other messages from this passage. And guess what I tell you? Many, many think that the greatest failure or the tragedy in this passage in this incident on the stormy night many think that it is peter many think that the tragedy in this passage is peter sinking into the water because of his what little what faith many think that there you go 
We can learn something from Peter's failure. <laughs> See, we must not be like Peter to sink, to have little faith. We must have great faith and so and so forth. But I'd like to submit to you that it is not. In fact, it was the disciples who stayed in the boat that was the greatest tragedy. You know why? Listen to this carefully. Because, because the other disciples simply missed the opportunity. Opportunity to what? To personally experience the reality of the power of Jesus. Listen, I highlighted in the storm. Which would have paved a way to stretch the muscles of their faith in Him even more. But they missed it. Jesus provided that opportunity, but they missed it because they stayed in the boat. That, in my opinion, was the tragedy on that stormy night. The disciples missed it because they stayed in the boat. They couldn't have a personal experience with Jesus because they stayed in the boat. Simply by staying in the boat, they couldn't experience Jesus. Why? Because Jesus was not in the boat. Where was Jesus? Where was Jesus? That's right. Jesus was in the storm. Right in the middle of the storm. And that's where, in the storm, Peter experienced the reality, personally experienced the reality of the power of Jesus in the storm. So, here's the question. What is God saying to each one of us today? From this simple passage, from this very common passage that we all know, what is God saying to us today? And so, after this point, I was prayerfully considering, I was prayerfully thinking through, asking the question, God, why did you give me this word? Why did you draw my attention, my heart, my burden to speak to your people from this passage. And as I prayerfully thought through, I got an impression for two groups of people, specifically. The first is those who are in the boat. Are you in the boat? Those of you who are in the boat, and those who are in the boat, the implication here is simply this, my brothers and sisters, those who need to step out of the boat that you are in. You have been sitting in the boat far too long for some of you. And that might well be the reason for some of you why you are experiencing what you are experiencing. Why you are inconsistent with your faith in God. Why you waver like wind, like shaft. Why you have that emptiness. 
You don't feel any difference whether you are a Christian or not. Or you begin to doubt. It's like God is powerful, God is gracious, but why am I not experiencing it? So, first is to those who are in the boat and who need to get out of that boat. What is the boat for you? I don't know. You have to figure it out for yourself. But John Ottberg, the author of the book, I think, Get Out of the Boat, I think. No, you've got to get out of the boat, something along that line, you know, especially from this passage. He said this, your boat is whatever represents safety and security to you, apart from God himself. So, so think about it. What is representing your safety and your security right now in this season? Anything apart from God. Your job, your relationship, I don't know. But you know, right? But it could be that. Your boat could be that. Or your boat is whatever you are tempted to put your trust in, especially when your life gets a little stormy. So what is it that you put your trust in other than God, especially when your life gets stormy? And he goes on to say, your boat maybe is whatever keeps you so comfortable that you don't want to give it up, even if it's keeping you from joining Jesus on the waves. And can I tell you, this could be the picture of some of us. Because the, the boat is, 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 is a place where you are safe and secure. It's comfortable for you. It's convenient. And can I tell you also, actually for some of you who are in the boat and you need to get out of the boat, you know this very well. You know that something is actually keeping you from growing your faith. You know it. Nobody needs to tell you, right? And exactly as John Ottberg said, but you don't want to give up. You don't want to give up. Even if you know that it's actually keeping you from joining Jesus on the waves and experience Him on a personal level, on a, on a real and personal level. Or your boat is whatever pulls you away from the life adventure of extreme discipleship. So what is the boat for you? And what would it mean for you to step out of the boat? What would it mean for you? I don't know. Would it mean that you have to stop doing something? Would it mean for you to start doing something? What would it mean for you to step out of that boat? Would it mean for you to give up on something or someone? Would it mean... I, I don't know. Maybe for some of us, it would mean 
to sacrifice your time, right? To sacrifice your sleep. To put in discipline, I don't know. But what is it? And I can assure you, actually, you know it. You know what is the boat that you are in that you need to step out of. And you know exactly what it would mean for you to step out of that boat. And for some of you, it's scary, right? For some of you, you know what that boat is and you know what it means for you to step out of the boat. And you are scared. And who wouldn't be? You know, why, why did the other 11 disciples didn't get out of the boat? Because it's scary. It's storm out there. And so obviously they will be scared. They will be afraid. And likewise for some of us who are in the boat and you know you need to get out of the boat and you know what that would mean for you. You know what that would cost you. And because of that, you are scared. You don't know the future. You don't know. And you are scared that like for now on in hindsight, we know. You see, you see, Peter, sink. I don't want to sink in the water. I don't want to get lost in the, in the storm. And so I understand. I totally understand. But can I tell you? I know it's scary to step out of the boat to go into the storm, but can I tell you again? Brothers, sisters, Jesus is in the storm. I know it's scary. I know it can cost you something. I know it may, you don't know how you will end up your life with. But please, Remember, Jesus is right there in the storm. Will you sing? Of course. It's a storm. You will sing in the water like Peter. But Jesus is there in the storm. He may not stop your storm, but he will stretch his hand. Some of us, we have never experienced Jesus' hand stretching to us because we have never got out of the boat. We have been in the boat for many years. And you can find all the justification you can find. But sometimes, I think life, if you want to experience Jesus, and if Jesus is in the storm, then we have to get out. We have to step out. Second is those who are in the storm. Those who are in the storm. For some of you, you are already in the storm. You can relate more with Peter than the other disciples. You are right now in the storm. And that storm can be anything. Physical, relational, mental, spiritual, anything. 
And for some of you, you ended up in this storm not because of you. Your circumstance has actually led you in the storm, right? Or somebody's fault or somebody's sin led you and you are there in the storm. It's like, wow, I, I didn't want to be here. It's not my fault. It's like, if only he, if only she, if only they, I would have not been in this storm. But the fact is, you are in the storm. For some of you, you are in the storm because it's your sin that has led. Or for some of you, you took the courage. You made the decision. You said, I will follow Jesus even if it means crazy. And you took the step of faith and stepped out of the boat. And then somehow you are feeling the pressure. You are kind of like regretting, I should have thought through a bit more. And it's like you are in between. It's like, wow, you know, the distance between from here to Jesus and back to the boat is almost the same. Which one should I do, you know? And you're kind of like unsure. Did I make the right decision? Whatever that situation is, the fact is you are in the storm. And I like you to imagine. I like you to imagine with Peter. You are, look at this picture. You are in the storm, okay? The boat is behind you and Jesus is before you. And you are stuck there in between in the storm. You can feel the wind, you can feel the waves, you can feel the thunderstorm. And you can feel the water rising up like this. And it's going to just kill you. And you are not sure. And you feel the pressure. Whatever that storm that you are in. But I want you to picture with all that sin. Jesus is looking at you. And you can hardly keep your focus on Jesus. And that's understandable. Because when you are in the storm, naturally we look for safety. And the first safety that we look for is what we can do, right? That's natural. That's normal. That's okay. As long as we go past that instinct. But Jesus is looking at you. And Jesus gently says this one word to you, as he did to Peter. Can you hear this voice of Jesus? He's saying to you, come. You are in the storm. You cannot keep your balance. Jesus is looking at you and you are trying to look at Jesus and hear the gentle voice of Jesus saying, come. 
I don't know what that would mean for you. I don't know. You have to go and figure it out. Because for some of you, come would mean different. It would mean something else. Come would mean you have to give up something. You have to, you have to stop being fearful. For some of you, come would mean that, you know, come on, look at me. Don't look at, look at your situation. Come on, look at me. I don't know what it would mean for you, but I think this is a great word. This is, a, this is the voice of Jesus giving to all of us, those who are in the storm. Jesus is saying, come. I don't know what that would mean for you, but may I submit to you three things. Because I asked the Lord, what would this mean for myself in the storm? And what would this mean, Lord, for your people in Shalom? And God revealed to me three things. And the first thing that I think when Jesus says to you, and you are like almost going to fall, and you hear the word come from Jesus, it would mean, Jesus is saying to you, don't stop walking. When Jesus says to you, come and you are in the storm and you're almost going to trip, you're almost going to start sinking and you are not sure, you look back and your safety boat is there. And it's quite convincing. You know why? Because you see other disciples, you see other Christians sitting down there. It's like you are telling yourself, like, why am I like trying to be like working so hard and like it doesn't make any sense. Like Jesus is there, but I am not being rescued. And then I look back, there are some Christians who are enjoying, who are like safe and then who are looking at me and like, you are crazy. You know, come back. Look, we are cruising. Wow. Yeah, the storm is, but wow, we like this. And so that pulls you, right? And when Jesus says to you, come, Jesus is saying, don't stop walking. Because for some of us, we stopped already. We, we feel stuck. I am a Christian, but <laughs> don't stop walking. But here's the next thing. Because there is a direction. Jesus may be saying to you when he says, come. The first thing, don't stop walking but then don't walk aimlessly don't walk aimlessly because the distance between you and Jesus you have quite a bit of distance and actually you can walk anywhere you can walk this side you can walk towards that direction you can walk towards that direction or you can just walk aimlessly you may be like oh Jesus alright don't stop walking alright okay 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 I'm gonna walk I'm gonna walk okay I'm gonna walk you can walk aimlessly and Jesus is saying no 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 don't stop walking but don't walk aimlessly so it's like Jesus so what do you mean by this don't walk aimlessly what, what are you trying to say and Jesus would probably whisper to you and to me um, what I'm saying to you is walk toward me Don't stop walking. Don't walk aimlessly. Walk towards Jesus. So whether you are in the boat or you are in the storm, 
there is one common thing about those who are in the boat who needs to step out of the boat and those who are in the storm and they need to continue to walk, not aimlessly, but toward Jesus. There is one thing that makes us common, that, that sets us to be on the common ground. You know what that is? It is faith. That's right. It is faith. You see, you need faith. You need faith to step out of the boat in the storm. At the same time, you need faith to keep walking towards Jesus. We need faith. So whether you are in the boat and you need to step out of the boat or you are in the storm, we need faith. Faith. Because faith in Jesus will unleash the supernatural. Not any kind of faith. But faith in Jesus, not any kind of faith. Faith is not just believing. It's not just about, okay, okay, I got to trust that Jesus is my Savior. All right, I want to believe in Jesus once again. That's not faith. Faith is, yes, you start there. I want to listen to Jesus and I want to believe and I want to do it. I want to obey. So for those of you who are in the boat, today you can make that decision. You can commit this year to be the year to get out of your boat and you have been there for some of you far too long get over it move on come on Jesus is there in the storm make this year to step out of the boat in the storm and for those of us who are walking who are in the storm, don't stop. Yes, I understand the feeling of being stuck. I have been there. And on and off, I am there. But hear the word of Jesus. Come. Don't stop walking. Don't, don't walk aimlessly. Walk towards Jesus in the storm. And for that to take place, May for those of us in the storm, may you commit this year to walk towards Jesus no matter what that storm may bring about. Will you sing in the water? Yes, I bet you will sing this year in one way or another. But just take heart. Jesus is in the storm. His hand is long enough to stretch and catch you and hold you up. But whether we are in the boat or in the storm, we need faith. Faith is the one that will unleash the supernatural. And like I said last week, the only place where God has designed for our faith to grow bigger and better is in the community of faith. 
You bring your little struggling faith to me. I bring my little struggling faith to you. And that's how we combine our faith and we get a conquering faith to step out of the boat, to walk and keep walking towards Jesus in the storm. That is why 2022, brothers, sisters, let's connect. Let's connect with one another. Let's connect in such a way to build each other's faith. Let's connect on Sunday. Let's connect on weekdays. Let's connect via Zoom, YouTube, on-site, outside, all this, whatever that is. Commit to connect with someone in the church, in the community of faith, so that we can build each other's faith. Because sometimes... Your own faith, my own faith, cannot get us out of the boat. Your faith alone, my faith alone, cannot enable us to keep walking towards Jesus in the storm. And we need someone else. Imagine if the whole disciples hold hand each other, they kept connected and they're like, Chayo, hey, come on, Peter, you are looking that side. Look there, look there. And then Peter's like, oh, you are looking at me. That means you're also not looking at Jesus. Let's look at Jesus together. We Chayo together, right? And then it's like, oh, no, Matthew is sinking. This text collector, oh, you've seen her. But of course, we don't do that. But, you know, Peter would scold that person. And then, oh, you, you know, we must help each other. And then we pull each other. As long as we have our hands together, we get connected. And we say, let's walk, go one step at a time. All right? And for that, some of us may be ahead. Because your faith is kind of like stronger than the others. For you, you need to step back. Be in line, align for the sake of those who are behind. And then let's say, hey guys, all right? Let's take one step at a time, okay? On the count of three. One, two, three. All right, that's good. Anybody struggling? Oh yeah, he's struggling, okay? Do we need to stay, step back? If there is a need, then let's step back again and say, hey, brother. That is the picture of 2022 for Shalom. And when we do that, when we have that community, imagine, imagine how your faith would be. Imagine how our community will flourish. Imagine how your faith will become bigger and better. Imagine how through your faith, you and I would be able to bless others as well. You will surely get out of the boat that you need to get out. You will surely be able to walk towards Jesus in the storm. We stay connected. Build each other's faith. So let's do that. By faith, we are the children of God called by Him to grow in that faith. And through faith, let's witness the supernatural being released and unleashed in our hands. And together, let's go move forward 2022 and see the mighty hand of God 
in your life, in the life of the church. Amen. May the Lord bless us and empower us. Amen.